हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट सिक्स पॉलिटिकल इकोनॉमी ऑफ डेवलपमेंट इंडिया एन एंशियंट सिविलाइजेशन एंड अ रिचली एंडाउड सब कॉन्टिनेंटल कंट्री इज होम टू about one sixth of humanity and overwhelmingly last large part of its people live a life of extreme poverty though there is a tiny minority which enjoys a standard of living at par with the highest in the world this is not the only sense in which india can be seen to be a country of extreme contrast a country full of diversity and polarity its encounter with what is generally termed modernity occurred under under the aegis of its colonial domination based on political subjugation at the hands of the great britain the pioneer of the modern industrialization which dominated the processes of modernization industrialization for a long period of world history though India successfully liberated its, itself from the colonial rule by means of a mass popular struggle for independence it is still striking to be able to win for its more than a billion strong population a standard of living dignity and empowerment commensurate with its resource endowment rich heritage democratic polity wedded to the highest values humanity has been able to articulate to this day and rich human element it is this arduous struggle for achieving for her citizens what is their long denied due which constitutes the basic challenge for the political economy of development given the history of how india came to lag behind and lost valuable historical opportunities in an increasingly intertwined world and its internal processes became dysfunctional and even counterproductive over time the political economy of development of india has to be viewed and analyzed in the context of the global forces processes and situation the primary of the internal dynamics of the indian situation has to be constantly kept in view now let us move to the point the global divide
poverty, uh, unemployment, disease, scalore, frequent disaster, crime and vast inequalities are openly visible but vary wildly in different parts of the spaceship earth including India. Though no part of the globe is entirely free from these avoidable problems. In over two-thirds of the world, billions of human beings constituting the global majority face this grim fate to a disconcertingly large extent. Even in the rich or high-income countries like the ones which are part of OECD, despite they, their very high average incomes, they are there are pockets of extreme poverty, frequent and often rising unemployment along with a certain percentage considered by some of to be irreducible. Increasing inequalities of income, wealth, social economic power, rather high degree of social insecurity and rampant problems of alienation and anomie. These problems are very acute and can be considered the defining main characteristics of hundreds of countries. Of course, including India, often variously described as underdeveloped, developing, less developed, industrializing or backward or third world countries. The usual official exchange rate based on per capita income statistics is misleading and a better picture is captured by the international comparative data based on estimates of purchasing power parity. On both these counts, an overwhelmingly large majority of the world population lives on a daily income of less than 1 US dollar and 2 US dollar respectively. The high income countries produce nearly four-fifths of the global gross national income while the low-income countries are able to take less than 4% of the global gross national income GNI and the middle-income countries share is about 17% of the total. It may be noted that high-income countries population is about 15% of the world population of nearly 6 billion. As many as over two-fifths of humanity lives in a low-income countries, while the middle-income countries provide citizenship to about 45% of the world population. There is a considerable number of poor, deprived, discriminated and dis rest persons in the rich countries. Just as there is a sparkling of rich 
well-to-do and better endowed persons in the poorer countries. While there is a good deal of commonalities of the life experience, values, thinking and social economic strategies between the rich in both the poor and the rich countries, comparable links and empathy between the poor in two sets of countries are not much in evidence. Statistics about the vast disparities rampant in India are not authoritatively available. However, some idea of the prevailing disparities can be gleaned from some well-known facts about India. For one thing, agriculture confines to remain the main source of livelihood for nearly two-thirds of the population, a situation that has shown extreme rigidity. But the absolute number of people dependent on agriculture is now nearly three times the number which was dependent on agriculture at the time of independence. But over the, this period of over half a century, the share of agriculture in GDP has dwindled from about three-fifths of the total at the times of independence to the little below a quarter presently. At the same time, per capita net shown area has shrunk to 0.13 hectare, which is mere one-third of what it was in 1947. Thus, despite the Bhutan moment and the legal administrative attempt to redistribute land in effect, the concentration of land holdings has increased to such an extent that the broadly speaking, it may be said that top 20% of the landholders control roughly 80% of the cultivable land. Little wonder, in spite of some productivity gains, the comparative position of the vast majority of cultivators of whom over 80% are small and marginal farmers with non-viable tiny plots of land and inadequate and limited access to other complementary resources has become worse off. The position of the landless farmer workers of which an overwhelmingly large part come from the socially and economically worse off and discriminated Dalits and tribal communities who constitute the lowest rug of India's highly differentiated and stratified social order is the worst as long with the income poverty. 
they who constitute a little less than a third of ruler population have income insecurity reflected in inadequate and uncertain availability of gainful productive work and are deprived of the most essential social economic basic facilities and surcease like an appropriate roof over their heads drinking water literacy sanitation facilities access to medical services electricity and food security on the contrary how a tiny minority is enjoying a life of wealth and luxuries of international standards is too well known to need any statistical elaboration in any case even on the basics of a highly misleading concept the official estimates place the number of people below the poverty line at some 260 million and the level of literacy is below than the sub-saharan african countries who are considered the least developed countries of the world in view of the above it is pertinent to ask how meaningful are the income comparison across time countries and various socio economic groups now let us wind up the session and take rest thank you very much for engaging yourself with a self learning podcast